Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast brought to you by our commercial practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have back the fabulous Elizabeth Lee from Aspect Legal talking to us about using put and call options in M&A transactions. Hi, Liz. Welcome back. Hi, Joanna. Thanks for having me back. Great. Okay. Look, let's start off, I think, by taking a step back and talking about what put and call options are, just so that we can make it really clear to our audience what we're talking about here. So, Liz, maybe if you can delve into what put and call options are. Sure. So, put and call options are essentially contractual rights that parties have, you know, under the contract, essentially. So, from a vendor's perspective, when they have a put option, it means that they have the right to force the purchaser to buy and conversely the buyer has a call option the buyer can force the vendor to sell to them so at the core it's you know contractual rights yeah okay and then i guess the other thing that we should talk about here is why we would want to use them and and before we get into that i think it's relevant for us to talk about where they're used so they're used in share sale transactions predominantly where a buyer is only buying part of the shares in an organisation. Is that right, Liz? Yes, correct. They're often used in uh, mergers and acquisitions transactions in the context of uh, sale and purchase of shares and where not all of the shares are being purchased outright. And therefore, you use put and call options to, to stagger the purchase and sale of the balance of the shares and, you know, often used in an earnout situation and also can be used for structuring purposes. So if for whatever reason there's, there's tax, you know, considerations, a uh, purchaser or vendor does not wish for the transaction to take place in a particular financial year, for example, they could, they, you know, they can use these, these mechanics and structure to, to achieve, you know, the commercial... Uh, objectives. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's useful for us then to dig into a little bit of the considerations when we're using put and call options because they're an an alternative way sometimes to structure a transaction and they have some benefits for both parties, but there's also risks and things that uh, considerations that both of the parties need to really be thinking about before they go down the path of adding in put and call options. So maybe let's investigate those a little bit. Yeah, so there's some key concepts in put and call options. There's the option fee. This is the amount that is paid for the grant of the option. So, for example, the option fee might be a dollar or the option fee could be significant. It could be it could represent say 80% of the purchase price and and then with the balance being the exercise price. That's another concept for put and call options. Uh, would be whatever instalments are left to be paid. So it can you can have a call option with just the one option, or you know put and call option with just the one option, or you could have multiple options that come up 
at different uh, milestones. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the interesting thing with using put and call options. So, so once again, we're talking about the situation in in a share sale situation where you're purchasing or the buyer is purchasing part of the shares issued shares in the company. So, we still need to start off with due diligence and investigating the underpinnings of the organisation. So, I guess you know, in this situation, we're not. Uh, it's similar to a full company purchase in that the buyer will still want to ensure that it is across any of the uh, skeletons that might be sitting <laughs> in the cupboard of the organisation that they're look- looking to purchase and set up these put and call options. But because you can start off with a smaller portion and structure the put and call options in such a way that there is discretion it may be that you can, I guess, delay some of your due diligence if you're only putting up a small, if the buyer's only putting up a small amount of capital for the option fee or for the original purchase. So that's certainly something that I think the parties can bear in mind in terms of, you know, if they're looking to do a deal really quickly, but they don't have time for due diligence, then this is perhaps one way to have a small buy-in and set up an option for future purchase. Yeah, it is possible. I suppose if there is a sort of significant event which they, you know, they being the purchaser might feel particularly concerned about, they can certainly use the triggers in the put and call option structure to manage their risk. So, for example, if let's say they purchase the business and it's been embroiled in litigation and they don't know where that's going to end up, which will have an impact on, you know, the cash reserves of the company, you know, they can use a put and call option to determine the purchase price once that litigation has has been resolved. So, so certainly uh, it can be done. Yeah. Liz, let's maybe talk about some of the other considerations in using put and call options. So the other considerations are that the period in which uh, the options can be exercised. So so you need to think about, well, will there be an expiry date for the option? You know, sometimes there is an expiry date, but you don't have to have an expiry date. But it would be odd to not have an expiry date because, you know, in that situation, you wouldn't be able to close out the deal if you don't have an expiry date. And then there's the triggers. And then what if the triggers, what the triggers are, and then what if the triggers don't occur. So they are the considerations when you use put and call options. You've got to think through and map out all the what ifs before you put it together. Yeah. And I and I think that's an important thing to mention because it can be easy. And, and I think the reason that we're talking about this is because if you're out in the field dealing with M&A transactions, you, you know, the concept of using this sort of approach can provide you know, some flexibility in the way that you're setting a deal up. But there there are a lot of considerations. So it's a good thing to, you know, if you come up with this idea to then ensure that you're dealing with people who understand some of the risks and the considerations who can pop in there to help guide how the commercial deal can be structured around this sort of approach. And maybe let's just briefly touch on what can go wrong. Let's just quickly go there to provide a few examples for things that, you know, anyone dealing with this type of structure should be considering as the the sort of issues that can occur. 
Yeah, so the things that can go wrong are where unexpected events occur and you haven't contemplated it. So then you sort of left in a situation where the parties have to go back to the negotiation table to agree on well what should happen. Because you're crystal ball gazing, really, when you're, you know, do, are buying the pudding colossia. But, but you can manage that risk. But by uh, having provisions in uh, your triggers that allow a catch-all. Um, so, so you can certainly allow it. But, you know, the, it, it's certainly uh, you've got to think right through what all the uh, triggers could be. And I think other, other issues that can occur is, for, for whatever reason, at a at a point of trigger, one of the parties is unhappy with the exercise price. So that that's certainly something that can go wrong for one of the parties <laughs> in the transaction along the way. And because, of course, you can price your exercise price by way of a fixed price or by reference to other factors like, for example, EBITDA, multiples or, or whatever. I guess that's something that really needs to be thought through to ensure that both parties will be happy with the exercise price when it comes up. Yes, that's right. And, and also, you know, from the buyer's perspective, it's the issue of control of the company at the end of the day, you know. Um, and put and call options are often sort of paired with a shareholder's deed between the two parties. And so there'll be negotiation on, you know, how, how the company is controlled during the period that the put and call option um, is still alive. That's a really good point because, you know, for that period of time, you know, these two parties are in bed together. They have to be very clear about how decisions are going to be made and about how the company will be run during that period of time. Quite often I find these sorts of areas can be, you know, a little bit tricky to think about from the outset. But I tell you what, they're sure as hell easier to deal with at the outset than later on if two parties aren't getting on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And and the key to this is to make sure that you, you plan thoroughly up front as to what the commercial drivers are for you as a purchaser and to make sure that they are captured in all the documentation that's in place between the, you know, the buyer and the, and the vendor. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks, Liz. Thanks so much for coming along. I hope our listeners have enjoyed it. I think it's been a um, hopefully a useful topic for them. Thanks for having me, Joanne. Well, that wraps up our quick overview on how you can use put and call options in your M&A transactions. Put and call options can be a great tool of negotiated properly, but they're an area where a lot can potentially go wrong if you don't have the right legal advisors assisting in the drafting. You need people who understand the risks and the considerations involved and who can help plan thoroughly up front and make sure these deals are properly documented. Well, if you're interested in talking to our lawyers about using options in your deals, then head over to our website at www.aspect.com legal.com.au to book in a free 15-minute discussion with our legal team. There we can discuss with you how you might use put and call options, how they might be able to work in a transaction that you're considering at the moment, or in terms of helping you with ideas for how you might approach transactions using options into the future. You might also want to check out our show notes, either in the show notes section or heading over to our website at www.thedealroompodcast.com. 
there. You can see this episode in full if you're interested in reading along with all of the elements that we've talked about today. Well, look, I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. If you did, please subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player to get notifications straight to your phone whenever a new episode is out. We'd also like to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and a rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Well, look, that's it. Thanks again for listening in. This has been Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our Aspect legal team. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to The Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 